Hello, everybody. Jim Malone coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. It is Tuesday. And, you know, boy, I tell you, the market is uh, not favoring the text too much. But uh, anyways, that's kind of the, the long and the short of it. We do have some good news, though. There is some opportunity. And I've been finding the opportunity, believe it or not, in REITs, which uh, Real Estate Investment Trust, which normally is not really a great area. But you know, the market is is rewarding return. And that seems to be kind of where, you know, where it's going. I mean, the housing uh, permits were stronger than they expected in March. And uh, it seems to be giving a boost to the housing industry. Now, the problem, of course, is affordability. Uh, and that's kind of where these two stocks, you know, that I'm looking at right now, I own one, and I'm, I'm looking at the other one, come in. America Homes for Rent, is a company that owns about 58,000 homes and uh, they're single family homes, primarily one to five years to 10 years old, uh, primarily in the Sunbelt state. And uh, they seem to be doing well. Uh, there's another company called Invitation Homes. I haven't yet uh, uh, done anything with that. That's actually based here in Dallas. Um, uh, and uh, Invitation Homes, I guess, is in Southern California. Uh, they're both good. I also have another uh, interesting REIT for you today that I bought today. Very interesting because it's a industrial REIT, um, and uh, that seems to be doing well as well. So <laughs> let's kind of get into the bulls and bears here, kind of see what, uh, you know, the experts, quote unquote, are saying about the market. Um, we have, you know, the, uh, the market is getting less bullish. As you can see, about 35.8% of all of the uh, people that um, – uh, that uh, that uh, write about uh, financial things are bullish, whereas about 32.10% are bearish. So when those cross, when those numbers cross, that kind of sometimes will connote the beginning kind of of a bear market. And um, you know, so we probably have had a kind of a kind of a you know a bounce here, but you know, uh, it's not looking like it's going to go higher. It's looking like it's going to kind of stall out. I want to show you the chart of the NASDAQ composite, and that kind of tells the tale here. And the tale is, well, it's it's not totally a tale of woe, but it's not the greatest chart that I've ever seen, that's for sure. Um, we, it, what happened is we've rallied up today, which is a good, we, we had a good rally today, up to the 50-day line. But I'm expecting tomorrow, probably we're going to see, you know, we're going to see a little bit of pain, I'm afraid. I, I, I definitely think that's the case based on this chart. So with this chart, you know, basically it's looking like, you know, it's it's rallying and that may connote a movement lower because we rallied up and then now it's pulling back. So who knows what's going to happen, but uh, it's not looking as much as, as good as I would like to see it. Um, just wanted to kind of uh, talk, you know, this is the, the stock that I was talking a little bit about called America Homes, America Homes for Rent. And basically what's interesting about this one is that uh, it basically buys, it acquires, renovates, leases, and operates. It's mostly buying newer uh, homes. Uh, they own about 57,000 of them. And according to this, 57,683 different ones. And they're primarily in some of the Sunbelt states. Um, you know, so it's, it's called AMH, America Homes for Rent, AMH. And let me show you the live chart on this one, so you can kind of get a kind of get a look. See, uh, you know, a, a, a look. See here, 
And, and basically, uh, I've been buying it. I bought it as it moved above that 200-day line into the buy zone. I've made two buys on it so far, one at 41.15 and the secondary buy at 42.40. It's, uh, it's right at 43 right now, and it seems like it's moving higher. Who knows? Um, definitely some of the things that are to like here. Uh, we have a, this pretty strong checklist. The checklist is uh, 89%, and on the pattern rec, we are just, just a little bit of, we're, we're right now just a little bit extended, tiny bit extended. We're 6% from the pivot, the pivot being 41.10 on this one. Um, that's kind of where, you know, that that's sort of the, the upper buy range. And as you can see, it kind of is forming this cup, and then it's a cup without a handle, and then hopefully... We're going to see it move higher here. But, you know, it could pull back and, and form a handle. So that's always a risk when you buy like this um, as, it, as it's moving higher. We'll see We'll see what happens on this one. Uh, it is slightly extended. It's not, you know, uh, it, it's not totally extended, but it is slightly extended. And here's some more information on, on, on it. Basically, um, you know, the earnings are due on this one on May 5th. And, uh, you know, the, the interesting thing about REITs are that they have to pay out 90% of their earnings in, in dividends. That's just, that's the rule on REITs. As you can see, we've been moving, you know, as, as it's been going, it's the fundamental analysis. Uh, the, the profits have been moving up very nicely. And also the sales have been moving up. Of course, this is because of the rents. <laughs> the rents are going up. It's not really hard to figure out uh, that what's happening. We're pretty close to the all-time high, 4407 being the all-time 52-week high on this one. And we're about 2.7% below that. If we could blow through that, we'll probably move a little bit higher. Not a whole lot of dividends on this one, 1.7% of uh, dividend yield. But it seems like the market is, is sort of getting more interested in plays like this uh, that are that are REITs. I also have another REIT that I did buy today. Very interesting one. This is a um, this is a REIT that deals primarily in industrial products. The uh, symbol of this one is REXR. REXR. It's number one ranked in the ET, in, in the group, and it did move very nicely today, up about three dollars fourteen cents, or about four point. Um, 4.1% of the price. It's 79.69. So this one is also looking good. I bought a half position off Rexar. Let's uh, take a look at that live chart again. R-E-X-R. And this is kind of where I've been seeing strength outside of the oil and gas names. The oil and gas names are, you know, doing well, but they're kind of getting a little bit long in the tooth. I, I am sensing, I am sensing a movement into some of these REITs. Um, and that's sort of where uh, I think some of the money is moving to, not that the REITs are necessarily the greatest thing in the in sliced bread, but that seems to be where um, <clears throat> where the market is where the market is moving. I made a buy here, basically just a half position. It's 78.36, and we're currently at $80. So we moved up nicely today beyond that buy point. So we'll see what happens. Uh, this is the number one REIT currently. It's got a 100% checklist. Just wanted to show you that. Um, and I think that's pretty strong. We'll see how this one does. Uh, this group, it's coming up. It's 53 out of 197. So it's still not quite in the top 20% of all the, the sectors of the real estate market, but it seems to be doing well. The symbol on this one, of course, is Rexar, R-E-X-R. So if you're keeping track, 
Uh, also want to show you the small portfolio. The small portfolio has, well, we're doing pretty good. We're, we're, you know, our biggest position right now, believe it or not, is in Dollar Tree. Now, I've been able to invest 91%. So I'm 91%. I'm still trying to get out of cash. Um, but uh, basically, on everything, I'm up about 4%, 4.24% on Dollar Tree in about 12 days. Uh, Shell is looking pretty good. I may increase my position there. Uh, it's at uh, two dollars eighty, uh, 2.82% up. Uh, we're just slightly down on the on the fertilizer stock at ICL, uh, and we are down about two percent on Novo Nordisk. That's the insulin maker. So I kind of want to let's uh, take a look at the live chart for Shell. Of course, that's S H E L. This is one of the top producing. This is one of the top areas right now in the market, and as you can see, it has a very it has a very healthy chart. Um, uh, it, has, it, has, it has a very healthy chart. It is right in the buy zone, moving above that 56.13 buy point. Uh, closed today at uh, 58.09, off, uh, you know, basically even after hours. I've made two buys here, one at 56.25. That was a full position. And then I bought another kind of add-on position at 57.03. We'll see what happens here. I'm probably going to be... Uh, I'm probably going to be uh, moving a little bit more into into this. Um, I'm going to probably be moving a little bit more into Shell. There's just not a whole lot to buy out there. There's not a lot of great setups. But this one, you know, it seems to be setting up fairly well. And, of course, it does have a very high dividend. Just going to show you everything that I pretty much have currently. Uh, of course, we have Dollar Tree. That was down a little bit today. Novo Nordex, we talked a little bit about that. It's down a little less than 2%. Uh, that's the insulin measure. Shell was up. Today, HP was up. Finally, it's making a move. HPQ, um, I was going to sell it, but I'm going to hold on to it at least for a while. Uh, I'm also in Lilly. That was down a little bit today. Uh, OVV, that's another one of the, the oil stocks. Now, oil moderated a little bit today, went down a little bit today. So we'll see what happens with the oil stocks. And, of course, I have RTX, uh, which, is the, um, which is Raytheon, which is a defense company. All right, so in the kind of to wrap everything out of what, what I'm holding currently, Warrior Met Coal. I did reduce my position here. This is one of the coal areas. This is a very strong area of the market, but I don't know if I bought it right. I'm hoping I did. Um, you know, part of the thing is if you're in the right areas, it's it's sort of it's sort of a little bit little bit more, you know, it's a little bit more forgiving on the entries. My entries have been eh, okay, but nothing, nothing truly, truly great. Um, oops. So this basically is Warrior Met Coal. It uh, pulled above and then it's pulling back. Hopefully we're going to see it bounce off that 21-day uh, uh, line, which it does kind of look like it look like it may do. So let's look at the technicals here. The 21-day uh, line is at 37.61. I think that, you know, we're right above that. We should hopefully get a bounce higher on that one. This is the number two area currently in the market right now. So very, very strong area uh, of the market. That's just something, uh, you know, that, uh, that's, 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 wor that's worthwhile looking at. Uh, also, uh, TX, that's a steel stock that's up a little bit. Again, these are mostly commodity stocks, uh, a lot of oils. I'm seeing a movement into some of the REITs, so that's kind of where I'm trying to position myself. Again, I was talking earlier about H, uh, HM, uh, AMH, that's America Homes for Rent. That was up today. 
this has been doing well. It's you know about the third day that this one has been up. So I suspect maybe a little bit of pullback tomorrow. Murphy, while this was up hugely yesterday, pulled back a little bit and consolidated. Not worried about this. Cube Smart, of course, this is one of the REITs that I'm also interested in. This one was up about a percent today. Not bad uh, in the kind of the storage REIT. So I basically have three kind of REITs here. Rexar, which is in the industrial REIT, that was up about 4% today. CubeSmart, which is in the, um, just just basically in the in the storage REITs. And then, of course, American Homes for Rent, which is in the single family home. So that's kind of the, kind of rounds it, that kind of rounds it out in terms of those, those, uh, uh, those areas. Now, to find the, to, to, to find the, the strongest areas in the market, do recommend, I do recommend, Going to this address, this is where we have our uh, heat map. This was as of Monday, uh, and this is HTTPS colon slash slash bit.ly and then slash DTF zero, um, D DTF 1023. So DTF 1023, and that will get you over to the, um, that'll give you over to the heat map to kind of show you kind of why I'm, I'm looking at all of these um uh, you know, the, these resource stocks and that kind of thing, because that's what the market is telling us. Uh, it's really, I mean, I, I would prefer, of course, being in, in text, but, you know, texts just aren't working right now. So we're moving really to the cyclical stocks. Um, uh, I do see the REITs coming up um, from, you know, I do see the REITs coming up right now, though the main areas that are that have action in the market are the oil and gas, of course, uh, then you've got the fertilizer stocks. I have Nutrien and ICL. Those are both uh, fertilizer stocks. Then uh, you have the coal companies, not that many in there. But that's strong as well. And uh, then kind of to round it out, uh, we're starting to see a movement into some of the REITs. Now, not all the REITs are the same. There's a, there's a ton of different kind of REITs. But one of the interesting things about the REITs is by law, they must pay out 20% of their earnings. They can't, they can't retain earnings. That's one of the things about a REIT is that they cannot retain earnings. So, um, so without further ado, let's get to some of the uh, questions. Thanks for holding everybody. Let's look at Boyle, B-O-I-L. And uh, let's look at it. And this one is in, of course, the natural gas area. And the thing about the thing about the natural gas area is very, very strong, of course, of course, you know, unfortunately, we have that war in Europe, which, you know, it's not doing anybody any good, but it's it's driving the price of uh, it's it's really, really driving the price of natural gas. And uh, this this potentially is a good way to look at it. Now, it, it pulled back today. Uh, you know, this is very volatile, it pulled back, you know, 16 percent. But after us, it's up about two percent. So the question is, can you buy it here? Well, Here's the thing about that. I want to. I'm looking at to buy it as close to that 10-day line as possible. Currently, it's 10% above the 10-day line, so I would not be a buyer at this level. You got to wait for it to move into about 5% of where that 10-day line is. So, the 10-day line currently uh, is is right at about 80.50. So it really needs to pull back about another five dollars to about 85 before I would be a buyer on this one. So right now. Um, with boil, I think you've got to be careful. Uh, you know, you know, boil um, is extended. It's it's extended right now. And what do I mean by that? Well, what that means is that you know, is it goes up, then it goes up at a very steep angle, 
And then what happens is that it will get up there, then it will readjust downwards. So I do expect it to come back down, possibly to the 10-day line. That's kind of where, you know, that, that's that's kind of where I see it coming. So that's why you want to buy it as close to that 10-day line as possible. That would be about $80.50. So as you can see, it needs to come down about another $5 before it's going to be uh, you know, if, before it's going to be at the right level, but it's it's definitely worth watching. It's a great, it's a good stock, and you're definitely in the right area of the market um, with uh, with this ETF because natural gas in is going to be is going to be higher, uh, and the prices are, are really going really moving up. So uh, that that does bode well for Boyle um, with ANAT. Now, I was in ANAT a little bit a little bit ago. This is a cloud networking company. That just does a lot of data center stuff. As you can see, uh, I'm show, kind of showing where I added, and then I have my little mark in here. This is where I sold, right as it pulled below that. Um, this is my mark for where for, for for where I sold it. But as you can see, I started I I started adding it as it reversed above this reversal line, and I bought my first buy on the uh, uh, March 17th. 125.88. Then I added 135.94. That was only a quarter position. So I only, only had three quarters position. I let it run up, but then when I, I pushed it up to where the 10-day line was, I, I put my stop loss at the 10-day line. When it violated, that's where I was out. So this is really a swing trade here. Um, you know, let's see if it gets support. It looks like it's getting some support at that 40-day line. So let's look at the technicals on this one and see. 127.64 is the 50-day line, so that is potentially where it's going to start moving higher. As you can see, this is a cup with a handle forming. The way to find out if this is if this is viable is to take this and draw a trend line, which is what I'm going to do here. And if it moves above this trend line, that may be a place where you could get in. So let me kind of put that in there. This is a trend line on a net now. Here, there's some there's there's some caveats on this one. This computer network area is improving as in terms of a group, but it's still not there. It's 61 out of 197. So really, this is still not the favored group. Good chart action here, but definitely not the favored group. This one also, and I want to point this out, and I think that uh, Samuel knows this. This has a 100% checklist, so it's very strong. The, the stock itself is very strong. It's the group that I'm not as is, is, is not as sure about. Also, uh, it's uh, it, it's still in a downward trend, and I do think it may have, may reverse off the 50-day line. I put in a trend line alert here, so that as it moves above that, then it uh, potentially is a buy. So basically, looking at the, you know the tracking here, if it moves above about 130, about 130, 131. That's where you want to start possibly looking to buy it uh, as it's probably going to move higher. Right now, it's pulled back. It's looking like it's getting some support at the 50-day line. But remember, it could stumble here and it could go further down. But I, I, I don't think that's the case. But it's a little bit safer to buy it as it closes above that reversal line. So that's something to definitely look at in terms of uh, in, in terms of, of the way of things. So 131 I would buy ANET above 131, but I would still be careful not commit a full position because it's not in a favorite group. It's uh, it's it's doing well. The group is doing well. It's in about the top. Uh, it's it's in about the top quartile of the market, but it's not in the top 20%. And I like to buy things that are 
in the top 10% of all the groups. So I like to buy basically group, uh, you know, groups one through about 20 uh, or so in the top 10%. It gives you a better chance of getting a winner if the group itself is making its move higher. All right, thanks for that. Jay, uh, is, is Tesla at a key level? I wish it was. I don't think it is. I did, you know, Tesla could be a heartbreaker here if you're trying to buy it. Um, I, I think it did get a little bit of support at the 21-day uh, exponential, um, but who knows? I mean, it's still, as you can see, I've tried to buy it several times and just been stopped out. I'm going to wait until we get a close above about uh, uh, 1,100, but it is above 1,000, and that is a good sign. And uh, so, you know, based on, based on everything I'm seeing there, the checklist is good at 72%. Uh, we have on the technicals, uh, we are right at the 10-day line. This is always a good place to start looking to come in at the 10-day line. It's what they call a secondary buy point. Uh, because it does, it's coming off a cup. But what's going to happen, I believe, is that right now it's hand, it's doing the handling. It's it's basically coming in with this handle. Once it reverses, it will probably move quickly up to about one fifth, about eleven fifty or so. The high point in the intermediate high point here is about eleven sixty two. So, uh, would I buy it here? Probably not. I'm probably going to wait until I see some a little bit more strength. It could pull back a little bit more and consolidate. And I think it's going to consolidate right about this $1,000 level. So right now, um, you know, we possibly could. But I think it's going to make one more pull below about 1000 get down to about 980 or so. And then I think it will reverse higher. And that, and that may be a place to pick it up. But um, Tesla is very volatile, of course. Good stock. Um, it's just uh, just not, it's just, you know, basing out. That's the main that's the main thing. All right. Let's see if we have uh, any questions from TikTok. Thank you for waiting, everybody. So appreciate it. Support for Netflix. And of course, Netflix uh, announced, I don't know if you know this, but Netflix announced um, today that they had the lowest, they had the, the weakest subscriber growth uh, in, you know, in, in just years. So, um, how the how the how the mighty have fallen, um, you know. Remember, re, re, remember the Fang uh, stocks. Um, you know, most of these stocks, unfortunately, have have fallen, and and uh, Netflix is definitely the end in in um, the the end in Fang, and it is definitely fallen. As you can see, it's well below that two hundred day line. And we had that we had uh, you know the, the 40 day line come down. I suspect we're going to get a rally here, but uh, this could this could go much much lower. This could go much lower. Let's take a look at the weekly chart to kind of take a look at and see if there's any support. I don't see some support until we get down basically here to about the 254 level. Uh, possibly uh, we could we could get we could we could see some we could see some support there. At, at that level, right now it's a 259. So I'm just I'm just going to draw. I'm just going to go back to the daily chart and draw a line, and kind of see where we're going. But uh, you know, definitely don't. You know, I see support. You know, all the way down here, basically at about 330 or so. Um, at least at least for at least for right now. But it's at 259. So this was this was really a bad situation. Look at look at this drop. It went all the way from 348 
all the way down to 259. Of course, this is going to get a dead cat bounce. This is going to um, this is going to this is going to get a dead cat bounce. But in after hours, it's just a bloodbath. Take a look, 260. Uh, you know, so this is going to go lower. But I would not short this one. Why? Because what we want to do when we short, you never want to short in a declining market. I mean, you never want to short when the stock declines. We want to go up, stabilize, then come up maybe to the 10 day, to, to the um, to maybe to the uh, the 21 day line. And then once it pitch, hits that, that's where you want to short. So right now, even though it's probably going to go lower tomorrow, do not short this one. You'll be sorry if you do. Um, so. So right now, um, you know, no support <laughs> for in, in um, for um, um, for Netflix. Um, so you know, but don't short it. Because that, because what happens when it shorts, it never goes down. It it, it never goes down in, a, in in one fell swoop. It, it what it does is it goes down and then it rallies and then it comes back down again. This is the this is the um, this is the uh, uh, weekly chart as you can see. You know the bottom really of the of the level is right about two sixty as you can see. I think we may go all the way down to two sixty before we get some support. Relative strength is thirteen, so it's not looking good. And it does not look like it's mainly the, the the growth in the in the number of subscribers they missed and they missed big, so it's going to be tough. But don't short this one. Wait a little bit of time, you know. Wait a little bit of time. Um, but I do see some support level at about, um, you know, at about two sixty. And I guess it's it is it's at two sixty after hours. So not surprising there. And that's because it's that's because this is the support point here. Uh, now if it can hold that, maybe maybe it's going to go long. But it's going to be a gap down tomorrow. On this stock, it's going to go all the way from basically here all the way down. <laughs> it's going to be painful, but there's going to be a gap down tomorrow uh, on this stock, uh, and uh, you know it's not going to be pretty. So, um, you know, it's not it's not going to be not going to be that great. So, but I would I would wait I would I would hold my breath I would wait a little bit uh, because there will be this will rally and then after it rallies that might be an opportunity to do a. Um, to, to do something like um, like a bear put spread or something like that, but wait on this one. Don't don't short it uh, until we find out what's going to happen. Thanks for the great chat. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, please do the chart for BA. Of course, this is Bank of America. Now, um, I want to warn you. <laughs> I want to warn you. I've gotten kind of through the grapevine. I don't have any really factual information on this, but <clears throat> through the grapevine, I have heard that uh, that Bank of America BA. Um, uh, uh, BAC, and, and, and I know Juan is asking about uh, uh, Boeing, but uh, one thing is I want to caution you on Bank of America. I think we may, it may be in trouble. Uh, the FDIC is may have to step in uh, to Bank of America. We may have some problems on it. That's BAC. I want to show you that chart first, and then we'll get to Juan's great question on, um, on Boeing. So let's look at BAC first. Um, by the way, if you are a, if you bank with with Bank of America, I would seriously consider possibly looking at another bank. I do think there's going to be some trouble with this bank. That's kind of what I'm hearing through the grapevine. This has to do with the uh, COVID uh, payments that were made in California. There's a lot of problems with them. Uh, this one probably is going lower. I want to show you this on the chart because this is significant. 
Uh, I'm not in Bank of America, but I just wanted to show you this may be the beginning of a lot of weakness in the banking sector, um, you know, because I do think that we did have a rally and we're likely to see another leg lower. Um, so this is one of the things I want to point this out to you that I kind of came across this last night in that Bank of America is uh, is moving below the 200 day line. This is this is what they call the death cross. It has rallied up here to 40, but I fully, fully expect that it's going to move down below about 30 H and it's going to it's going to be right in here. So be very, very careful if you have uh, Bank of America or you bank there. I think there may be an issue with the bank. So, again, I'm not I'm not trying to alarm anybody or anything like that. I don't have any factual information, but that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. I'm hearing it kind of through the grapevine. Um, so just just FYI, be careful if you have Bank of America stock. I'd kind of reduce my position on Bank of America. or I mean, Right now, I don't have any, of course, but I'd be reducing position on Bank of America. All right, uh, let's look at Boeing. Thank you very, very much. Boeing is in this long-term decline, unfortunately. I wish I could say that. I wish I could say that. I wish I didn't have to say that. But uh, let's take a look at the chart. And this is probably one you, you probably want to reduce or possibly even sell. Here's why. Uh, it, it's trading below that 200-day line. This is the black line here that I'm showing. P below this 200-day line, a stock is very, very vulnerable. It's definitely below it. It's been below it. You see, what's happening is this is what happens with the stock. This is this is why I was showing you that on, on Bank of America, just a previous slide. What happens is the 50-day line, line moves below the 200-day line. This is the 50-day line is the, this red line. The 200-day uh, moving average is this black line. When that moves below, that's a danger signal. Now you notice it moved below, and then, and then now it's and now it's in a downward trend. Okay, so the fact that it's in a downward trend, what it does is it rallies up to that 200-day line, pulls back, rallies up, pulls back, pulls back, rallies, pulls back, rallies, pulls back, rallies, pulls back. And now you know you notice how um, the last rally it could hold that 200. Now it can only hold the 50. This one's going lower. So this may be a good candidate to short. Um, I'm not necessarily, uh, I, I, I think that we're going to have a situation where this one may be a, short, a shorting candidate. They had some bad numbers last quarter, and we'll see. Their, their, their earnings are basically in about eight days, but I do think this is a potential short. I, I really do. Uh, uh, there's just a lot of reasons for that. And I think it may go down lower to about 150. Currently we're at 195. So here's the thing about Bank of, um, uh, about Boeing is, you know, right now I wouldn't short it, but this is a candidate to short. Um, B A is a short candidate. Um, so that's the kind of thing we got to be. We got to be really. We got to get our. We got to get heads up on this one, because this probably, if it can't hold the um, two hundred day line, this probably is going to be going lower. And this could be. A, this could be a, a candidate to short. Uh, it's not ready to short right now. Uh, looking at this, uh, the weekly chart, of course, we're seeing it rally back up to that fifty uh, day line. So here's what's happening. Uh, Bank of America, I mean, uh, Boeing has been in this downward trend. When, once we move below that 200-day line, it's rallied once, twice, and then uh, then it tried to rally here, failed, rallied again to the 200-day line, rallied the fourth time to the 200-day line. 
But typically, after three attempts, that's when it goes lower, and it looks like it's going to go lower this time. The, the last rally attempt, it made 197, and then it pulled back. Now it's probably going to have a lot of trouble making it even to basically the, this line again. So I suspect it'll move up to about <coughs> possibly about 190, and then I think it's going to go lower. But don't short this one yet. Uh, we're not in a confirmed downtrend yet, so that means it's not necessarily the time to go uh, and short this, but definitely keep it on the short list. Um, do you still think the Earth is flat? Absolutely, it's totally flat. Um, LAC, is it a good time to buy? Let's look at LAC. Probably not. If it's a tech stock, it's probably not a good time to buy it. Um, yeah, Lithium Americas, and this is a lithium miner, and, you know, Lithium miners are good, but they're highly volatile. Here's the thing about the lithium miners. I think that the base, uh, uh, the, the, instead of Lithium Americas, I think the one you want to look at is Albemarle, ALB. Uh, they're a larger stock. They're, I think, a little bit stronger. Unfortunately, they're trading below the 200-day line, too, so not the greatest thing here in the world. So I probably would not be, um, uh, I would not be in the lithium miners right now. Um, you know, but uh, that could change. I mean, that, that, that could that could definitely change. So I, I wouldn't be a buyer of Lithium Americas. Um, I, I just I just wouldn't be a buyer of it right at this moment. All right. Can you take a look at NBR? Let's look at NBR. And let's look here. Neighbors. Oh, good. Good stock. Good stock, Alexander. Good stock. This is a driller. And the drillers have been strong. Uh, I did own this one. I bought 10 shares, and then I sold it as it, it kind of peaked out. I can't, and what I did is I bought it, I, I ran it up, and then and then I pushed my stop loss. I, I was a buyer on this one uh, at uh, 162, my stop loss. Um, you know, and then I, I, ran, I ran my stop loss. But I did sell out of this one at a profit. Uh, and again, it's run up again. Now, it's going to pull back. I would suspect... There may be another opportunity for this one, Alexander, if we can get close to that 10-day line. Um, currently, we are extended 11%, 11.45% above that 10-day line. You want to see it come down to the the level of the 10-day lines uh, within 5%. That's where you're gonna. That's where you're gonna best. That's the best place to buy it. So here's the thing: it's gonna pull back. This stock is gonna pull back a little bit, and hopefully it'll get some support here. But about 173. So let this thing pull back about 20 points, and I think it will. And then if it gets support here, then, you know, it's possibly going to move higher. But good stock, good area. You'll notice this is the number five area right now in the market. So it's very, very strong. And uh, it's a good stock. It's just extended right now. So wait on this one. Just just, just wait and watch list. Um, you know, so, um, you know, the stock is extended. Um, you know, wait for the pullback. Which is inevitably coming, I think. Um, you know, so wait for that pullback. Uh, I, I think to about 172 or so. That's kind of where I'm looking to see it bounce. Um, good stock. It's definitely definitely can be bought on the pullback. We want to see it come come back very near to where it married that high there. You see that 171. 25, I 26. I suspect we're going to see it come down there. We're going to get some support right about here, 
and then it's going to and then it's going to continue on up. It's in a good area, 99% relative strength, and look at this relative strength line, very strong, very strong. So this is a strong stock. It's in a good area. It's just a little extended now. You know, all you really have to do is wait, and I do think there will be a pullback on um, on neighbors. I do think that I think that I do think there will be a pullback on neighbors. Just wait for it to come down, maybe to about that 171, 172 level. And then I think you're going to see possibly a bounce, so that would be great. All right, uh, here's the question. I think this is an options question. Um, I bought a put spread on Netflix uh, for the May 20th uh, expiration buy sell uh, 353. Oh, that's not bad. Um, should I close tomorrow or wait till expiration? You know what, Lisa? On this one, if you're up, and I think you're going to be up on this one tomorrow because um let's 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 go to the chart <coughs> for netflix um here's the thing here's what's going to happen there's going to be a dead cat bounce on this one tomorrow so <coughs> it's it's looking you know the after hours number here is 260 a lot of people are going to be uh clamoring to get those um a lot of a lot of people are going to be clamoring to get those the to, to get those up to get those puts so I think you're going to do well, very, very well on these on, on these puts. But I would close it out because it's likely to adjust very, very quickly. So I would I definitely think you're you're on the right track. Your thinking is absolutely right. I think you could probably close this one out for a nice profit. Don't wait until the expiration because we may get a dead cat bounce here. And, you know, uh, it just you may be just slightly out of sync. So if you can get, you know, uh, if you can get a return of about 50% in a few days, that's what you should do. So this is a great question. Congratulations, Lisa, on this. This is a very good trade. You made a very good trade here. And this is a great way to short, by the way. Uh, as I say, I, I wouldn't be a short, a, a regular short on uh, on Netflix, but I definitely would do a put spread. That's the way to do it. And uh, congratulations. I think you're going to do very, very well in that trade. So really appreciate that. I really appreciate that comment. And that's a really, really good comment there. All right, um, Jim, can you explain your stop loss system? Um, sometimes around and sometimes slightly above. Absolutely. Here's what I do with here's what I do with my stop losses. Basically, I'm kind of let me uh, see if I can kind of give you kind of give you an explainer here because that makes sense. Now I'm just going to add. I'm going to just kind of show you where my small portfolio is. You'll notice that I that I that I track these stop losses. So I like to stay when I first come into a stock, I like to go, you know, and just put in a 7% stop loss. But then I look at the chart to see kind of where I'm at. Now, currently in the small portfolio, my stop loss for, for, um, for instance, Dollar Tree is much tighter. It's at 162.60. So if we go over here to the Dollar Tree chart, let's look at that. It's DLTR uh, is the symbol. If we go if we go over to the to the Dollar Tree chart, I'm going to show you that. Uh, you're going to see. There we go. All right. You're you're going to you're going to see the little mark there. That's where I have my stop loss currently. Now what I've been doing is I've been moving that stop loss up. So when I originally come into the stock, when I bought the full position at 157, I set my stop loss at seven percent. Then I waited for the close that day to see exactly how it was trading. And then I moved my stop loss up basically to the 21-day the line. Why do I use the 21-day line? Well, because many programs are, are, are algorithmic. So I'm going to kind of 
turn this off here so you can see it because you can't you, you can't see it. There we go. I'm going to take away the notes. Um, so basically, the, when a stock is moving up like this, typically it will test. It will it will run up. If you'll notice, it will run up the 10 day line, and then and then when it gets to it gets a little bit ahead of itself. It'll pull back to the 21 day line, and then it will get strengthened. It will continue going up. The reason it does that uh, is because many of these these are being traded programmatically. So they so they look at these particular lines. These are the lines that the programs like to use. So that's why I'm once once I I get past that seven percent. That's why I'm pushing my stop loss up, basically to where that twenty one that twenty one day line is. So if you if you if you look at kind of uh, where I'm at, you'll notice that the stop loss margin is very tight now. It's one point two two percent, and the stock is pulling back. So even if it pulls back, even even if it pulls back, my loss will be very very small. And then if if we get if we get some if we get some support there, I'll be moving it up. I will be moving it up even even more. So currently, um, you know, currently, uh, you know, the stop loss is very very tight. Why? Because I, if this thing falls, I don't want to. I just want to get out and wait for it to recycle. But I do think that we're going to get some um, some support there. So that's kind of how I do it. When I come into the stock, I initially, um, you know, when when I when I come into the stock, I initially put in a seven percent stop loss. Then I look to see how. The, the line how the, um, the 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 averages are trading I, I like to put my stop loss just slightly below the 21 day exponential moving average that tends to be a very good place because that tends to be where a lot of people um, you know that tends to be where a lot of the programs will will do that so I really appreciate that um, uh, that uh, um, I, I really appreciate that that question. Um, and another question from Alexander: uh, Netflix is at two fifty one at the moment. Yeah, I, it, it, it's hard to call these things, but you know, profit is a profit. So you know, the fact that you have you're more conservative, believe me, that's not a bad thing. Um, you know, that's not a bad thing because there is a, a significant amount of risk when you come through earnings um, that you will be wrong. But you know, and and, and uh, so you're not going to make all the money. But remember, the whole game here is not to make all the money. Uh, it would be nice if you could make all the money. It'd be nice if you could buy at the very lowest low and you could solve the highest high. But the idea is the trend. You want to watch the trend. You want to make money on the trend. So, I definitely think that was a you know Lisa had a very very good put spread there. It's, it's you know it, you know it, it's a, it's a good put spread. I mean she'll make some good money, but she should close it out because um, you know you we are going to get a bounce on it, a little bit of a bounce, but it, it'll still pay. All right, let's look at P10. This is from G. Thank you very much. P ten P T E N, and let's look at that. Okay, Patterson. Uh, this is oil and gas. I, I I like this area, as you know, because that's the that's what the market is telling us that this is a good area. It's starting to consolidate here. Very nice. This is a one you want to look at. You know, when it when a stock is getting ready to move higher, you'll see these kind of railroad tracky things. I don't know if that's really a word. You'll see that. And that's where you're going to get a, and then that's where it's going to break out. So it's starting that it's not there yet, but uh, this is looking good. Let's look at the checklist on it to see it's got a strong checklist. 
uh, very, very strong checklist, 89, uh, which is excellent. Let's look at some of the fundamentals on this one. I'm not familiar with this particular stock because, you know, but it's definitely in the right group. And, and, and look at that. Yeah, look at their sales just moving up super nice. Yeah, look at that. By the way, uh, it's still not profitable. So it's it's essentially a quote-unquote growth stock, but it's going to be profitable. It, it's going to be profitable here this next quarter. Uh, and that and that reports in, in in nine days. That's why it's running up now, because they're going to have a very good quarter based on this. So, yeah, it's it's looking good. Now, here's the thing: I probably would not be a buyer into this in, into the earnings. I would wait, wait for the earnings. We're going to get the earnings for Patterson. We're going to get them on the 28th. So I would probably wait for an entry on this one, just to be a little bit safer to see how it comes through earnings. I suspect it's going to go higher. So. Very nice, very nice stock again, as, as usual. Uh, let's look at Zim. This is in the shipping group, of course. This was the leader, and um, I had it for a while. I sold it. I probably shouldn't have because it was the leader. Um, it's it's starting to consolidate a little bit, uh, but let's look go over here to the um, to the uh, uh, to to the um, um, daily chart here. Yeah, we got what happened is it fell through the 200-day line and then it got support and then boom. So there's been some strong buying here. Boy, this is amazing. This just keeps on. This is the gift that keeps on giving. Look at this relative strength line. By the way, this little blue line here, that's what they call the relative strength line. And what we want to do is we want to look to see that moving up. And that's definitely came down. It, it got support and then it, 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 it moved up. So this is definitely... Yeah, this is looking very good. So could you buy it here? Well, this is not technically a proper buy point, but it does look like it's getting some strength here. I'd be a little bit careful. I do think that, you know, it may pull back to the support. The support is right about there. So let me see if I can give you the support. So I do think it's probably going to pull back once more, one more time to about 54.50 and then get support here. So be a little bit careful about this one. This could do a reversal. So here's what I would do. I would watch I would watch this one, see if it pulls back and gets supported about 54.50. If it does, then I think you can go on. This is not really a proper buy point on this one, but a great stock. Netflix is down 25% after hours. Ouch. Wow. That just shows you how vulnerable some of these tech stocks are. Uh, you know, it's just amazing to me. It's just amazing. There will be a dead cap bounce tomorrow. Um, it'll pull back and then it will pull up, but it won't pull up all the way. It won't pull up 25%. So uh, congratulations to the people that did put spreads on this. You're going to do very, very well. You're going to do very, very well. Um, all right. Uh, ARR, and that's a REIT. So that's probably the last question today. This seems to be an area of a lot of strength, so I'm glad you're bringing this to the, everybody's attention here. This is Armour Residential REIT, not you know, not all REITs are good. I don't particularly, I'm looking at this chart and I'm not particularly enthusiastic about it because it seems to be in a downward trend. I did, This is the first thing I always do, by the way, when I'm looking at it. I look at the chart and I always look to see what is the direction. You know, unfortunately, the airline is flying from Seattle to Miami, not what we want. We want from Los Angeles to New York. Um, that's just how I kind of orient it. This is in a downward trend, so I probably would not be a buyer of this one. Uh, they're primarily investing in adjustable. Okay, I understand the reason why this is different. There are two kinds of REITs, basically. There are property REITs and then there are mortgage REITs. I'm not a fan of the mortgage REITs right now in this phase of the market. 
I'm more I'm more interested in the property REIT. So I want REITs that actually own the physical real estate. That's what I want. And I don't want REITs that invest in office buildings or strip shopping centers because those two areas are very weak. The areas that I like in the REIT area are the peop- are the un- more unusual ones. Uh, there's one called Crown Castle CCI. They invest in um, uh, cell towers. I like that one. There's another one called Outfront. I like that one too. And then, of course, the, the single-family home REITs, which I think have a lot of legs. So I'm going to take a look at CCI here as a possible alternative. This is Crown Castle. This is forming a very nice base pattern. So you can see this is the kind of this is the kind of pattern you want to see here. Cup with handle. It's it's starting to make a move. So this one possibly could be bought. Uh, this is this is probably going to be a, this is probably going to be a good one here. Uh, this 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 possibly could be bought as it moves, as it reverses higher up to the buy point there. So this one possibly could be bought. This is called CCI. Uh, it's got a decent checklist, 78%, um, and it's in a good area. So that's a REIT that I like. Relative strength above 80, uh, not bad. But so not necessarily, you know, this is a kind of conservative one. Also, you might want to look at another one called Outfront. This this REIT owns billboards, and this is another one that I kind of like uh, as well. Kind of an unusual one, uh, Outfront Media is the name of this one. And this one also is 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 coming up to a buy point here. But I do think this is a little stronger. I'm going to draw that reversal line on it here to set the alert. So basically, let's take a look kind of at kind of everything. Oh, yeah, this is a much stronger one, 89%. Now, this is not a mortgage rate. This is a property rate. The property that they own are billboards. <laughs> and uh, so this is this is a good, this is necessarily a good one. We're right at about the 10-day line. So that's not a bad place. This is not a bad place to buy it. Look at the relative strength line. It's a little bit. It's a, it's much more. It's moving up much faster. Eighty nine. This is a better. This is a better one. Outfront Media, uh, symbol O U T on this one. So this one is also a potential candidate. Now the one I bought today is probably the best. My screen for this one, it's Rexar R E X R, and this one uh, is in is in Southern California. And what they do is they buy. Uh, industrial uh, industrial properties like Amazon warehouses, that kind of thing, doing very, very well. This one is even stronger. As you can see, this relative strength line moving up very, very nicely here. This is the top-rated REIT currently in the market. So this is the one I did buy today. It met, it met all of the screens that I had. This is a 100% checklist. Typically, you want to buy – I try to buy the ones that are the strongest – in the strongest groups that are emerging. And the Rexar right now is the strongest currently REIT. Now that can change, but uh, right now it's the strongest one. 80 is the uh, is the price in this one. The other one, of course, the other REIT that I own, well, I own two other REITs. I own CubeSmart, C-U-B-E, and then I own America Homes for Rent. CubeSmart is a, it's a storage REIT, the symbol C-U-B-E. All right, CubeSmart. This one is also quite strong. Uh, this one, I'll notice again, notice that relative strength line marching up there. This one also has a very strong checklist, 100% checklist here on this one. Uh, this one is is, is, is pretty strong uh, as well. It uh, basically is even after hours, but it's been it's been moving up. Let's see if I put in, oh, I have to put in where I, 
sometimes what I do when on my markup tool, I, uh, um, I, I, I mark where I bought it. I bought the, I bought a full position here and then it came and it's pulled back and then, uh, it's, it's pulled up again. So I'm down a little bit on the cube smart, but I'm confident based on sort of, I'm confident based on this pattern that it probably will be going higher. So in the REITs, I would, re I wouldn't recommend ARR, but take a look at, um, Rexar, I think that's the strongest one right now. So that's kind of the strongest one that we've got. Okay, we're almost down to all of the uh, last questions. Um, AAL, American Airlines. And uh, this group uh, has, I, 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 I'm personally staying away from this group, even though it's moved above that 200-day line. Um, I, still think, I still think that this is in a downward trend. So I probably would not be a buyer of American Airlines just based on this chart. And the reason is, is because we still haven't really broken to the upside on the trend. This is the trend line and, you know, it may move to, may move to the upside and the relative strength line looks very good, but I don't like this group. It's, 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 uh, it's 108 out of 197. So it's in the, it's, it's in essentially in the bottom half of the market. So I would, I would pass on this one uh, for now, just because I think there's stronger areas of the market. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I, I would pass on uh, AAL. Uh, I, I would just pass on it because of the trend on the market there. So that's kind of my, my take on, on that. Okay. Uh, is it time to short American BAC? My maybe, Maybe. Oh, thank you. Please smash the like button. I really do appreciate that. Thank you for reminding me. I, I get I get kind of carried away. I uh, I do really like this, but it's it really helps to if you smash that like button, it really, really helps me get out to people. Uh, this is the last question. This is basically short Bank of America. Um, I, I wouldn't short it right away, but I put this on the short list. I really will. I, I think you're going to see some 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 real some 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 real weakness in the stock and this is a major stock now here's the problem with shorting bank stocks because bank stocks are regulated um i suspect the fdic is going to come to the rescue of of bank of america bank of america right now is weak now i don't have any any, any inside information on this list. i want to be upfront about that but i do think that they are weak and i do think that they're going to have some issues and I do think their stock is going south. And I think it could easily go down to $20 a share. It could easily move to here. Okay. It could easily, easily, easily move to here. Because this is the support is right about there. So it could easily go all the way down here. Now, I don't think Bank of America is going to go out of business. As a matter of fact, it can't. The FDIC will come in and, and prop them up. But uh, it is potentially on the short list. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't short it right now. I wouldn't short it right now, but I would put this on the list. Get get ready to because I do think we're going to see lots of weakness in in Bank of America. Just my my opinion. Okay, well, thank you everybody. I think I have one more thing, and then I got to probably skedaddle here. Thank you very. Oh, PayPal. Let's take a look at PayPal. You know, PayPal. I I made a lot of over the years. I've done very well with PayPal. Not recently though. Um, you know. Um, um, PayPal, um, you know, is just, uh, 
you know, it's one of those things. It, it, it's, it, I don't think it's obviously seen its, its, its better days, but it just isn't the stock that it was just even six months ago. Take a look at this chart. As you can see, this was the, yeah, there we go. So look at PayPal Holdings. The warning on PayPal came right here. Oops. Uh, the warning on PayPal came right here, basically, uh, in November. And that's exactly when we started this downward trend. Why do I know that? Well, the reason I know that is because the 50-day line crossed below the 200-day line. This is, a this is a signal. And again, you can see it. And you can see it in hindsight. Hindsight's 2020. Obviously, you can see it. But that's why you're always looking for that, for this cross, because this just shows weakness. So and as you can see, it's just come down. And then notice how it comes down and then it rallies to that 21-day line. That's why I was talking always about this 21-day line. It rallies to the 21-day line. It can't hold on. It rallies to the 20-day line. And you can see this is where I did a bear call spread. See, see how I did this right there? Because it had touched once, twice, three times. The fourth time typically is a charm. That's where I typically like to, to do those spreads. It just collapsed, and then it came back down again. This may be the case with Bank of America. We don't know, but uh, this may be the case with uh, Bank of America. So PayPal is absolutely not a good stock to be long, potentially a good stock to be short. It's come up, um, and it did, did touch here at 123. Couldn't you short this one? Well, I think that you might be able to short this one once again. I know that sounds crazy, but I think that uh, PayPal could easily move um, below. It could move to about 80. It could move down to down another 20 points very, very easily. So not not. I hope you're not long. If you are long, please just just bite the bullet uh, and um, you know bite the bullet and and sell and then wait for better wait for a better entry because. Uh, you just don't want to hang on. You just don't want to catch that falling knife with PayPal. Unfortunately, it's a great company, but the stock is definitely retreating. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for taking a look. Please tell your friends about the show. Um, we're growing, and um, I hope we can grow more. With with your help, we can, um, and uh, and get uh, you know, and 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 get uh, more more people out there. Um, just to just to reiterate the 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 one stock that I did buy today it was a REIT, R at um, Rexr R E X R. I do think it's worthwhile taking a look at. Uh, I am primarily concentrated right now in the oil and gas area, fertilizers. Uh, I have literally one tech stock. It is um, uh, it is Hewlett Packard, and I pro you know, and it's coming back a little bit, but uh, you know I don't think I'm going to hold it all that much longer. Um, so right now, the action just isn't in the text. Unfortunately, there are some stocks that are good in the text, but you want to concentrate where the market is moving. That's oil and gas. That's um, fertilizer stocks. That's mining and possibly some of the REITs. So that's kind of where it's at right now. Well, thank you very, very much, everybody. And I'll be back. Um, I'll be back tomorrow. Happy trading. And uh, I'll be back at five. And uh, do, do, uh, do uh, take a look at our um, do, do take a look at the action trailer. It's super easy to get on. All you have to do is go to www.dallas trading floor. And I will see you tomorrow at five.